This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at CraftSanity.com. Hi, it's Jennifer Ackerman Haywood from the Craft Sanity Podcast. Happy holidays, folks. We're making some changes for 2015, and here is one of them. Check this out. Well, if you couldn't express yourself, how would you de-stress yourself? And if you couldn't make and build and sing, and knit and paint and dance and spin, would you go crazy? Well, if you're going crazy, here's something amazing to help you keep it together. One, two, three. Craft sanity, craft sanity. All right. So wasn't that pretty cool? There's a whole story behind this that's actually kind of funny. I will be sharing that on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, I am very happy to bring you an interview with a minimalist photographer who I just met in Grand Rapids. Stone Pen is his name, and I love his work. He loves snow and photographing in foggy situations and things like that. I walked past Stone's booth at the Holiday Artist Market in West Michigan, and I was intrigued by his photography. It really drew me in. I also had a great conversation with Stone. He's a very friendly, very positive person, and a lot of fun to talk to. So it was a pleasure to feature him in my newspaper column that was published today in the Grand Rapids Press. Um, that's uh, Sunday, December 28th. You can also find it on mlive.com, and I have a link uh, on my website over at craftsanity.com. I think this is really a great uh, story about an artist who came to the United States from Taiwan and started to document his, his surroundings with a camera. He has a day job and he does his photography on the side, but has been very successful selling it. And he's also going to be the featured artist at the Forest Hills Fine Arts Center here in West Michigan. And that's uh, for the month of January. So you can visit with him on the 15th of January from 6 to 7 p.m., he'll be at the Forest Hills Fine Arts Center. And you're going to want to dust off your camera after this interview. Something tells me that you might get the itch to go out and take a picture of your surroundings. And I hope you do. All right. So let's get to this conversation. And we're going to start out by having Stone explain a little bit about how he got his cool nickname. Is Stone a nickname or is that your actual name? Actually, Stone is my nickname. 1989, I came to USA to study, and uh, when I introduced myself, I used my original name, Chinese name, but, you know, people, my professor had to catch up, you know, how to pronounce my name, so I picked the nickname because uh, one is, uh, I study geology. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so it went, so went along with what you were studying. Yeah, and uh, because I used to be the science teacher, you know, in Taiwan, and uh, came to USA, get my master's degree to see, you know, different culture, you know, to learn different stuff. So that's the brought me to here. Yeah, well, so what, what is your actual first name? Wei Xian. So you adapted and you chose Stone as your name. Do you go by that professionally with your shows? 
Yes, exactly right. Uh, Just to kind of give people a little bit of background here, we met at the Holiday Artist Market at, it's the UICA sponsored event, but they had it in a different location this year. And we met in front of your lovely booth filled with photographs that you've taken. It was very interesting to me that you had this whole booth full of, you know, gorgeous photography, but that's not something that you do full time. So your your full time job, uh, what do you do for a living? Uh, actually, I I'm a hydrogeologist. Are you familiar with the hydrogeologist? Well, why don't you? I'm not as familiar as you are. So why don't you tell me what you do exactly? Hydrogeologist is talking about the underground water. So I right now I deal with uh, most of the environmental issue, underground water pollution stuff. So I have a lot of chance to get out, you know, in the field to, mm-hmm. to deal the really natural stuff in USA. Mm-hmm. So, and all, the other ben- beneficial for me is because my background is, uh, you know, Chinese uh, culture. So I, you know, branding my, my Chinese background and here USA 20 years so I can create my view of the USA. I try to see, use my oriental view to see the USA, the, you know, the beautiful landscaping, use my view to show people. That's, uh, that's why I show my photos in the recently, that's past two years, in, you know, local the art shows. That's why, you know, I can meet you. When you're driving around and you might be in the field and you're, you're researching, you know, trying to collect data, do you have a camera with you just in case you see something that catches your eye? Uh, sometimes I did bring my camera, but not a lot. The reason is uh, I always want to feel the nature after that, how to adapt, you know, this uh, landscaping to my style because uh, my style is kind of uh, white out, very minimal subject. So I got to go home and a couple times, you know, come back and uh, to feel. And after that, during the weekend or big snowstorm, I bring my camera to take a photo. I see. Okay, so you might take note of a particular scene that you like, but you don't take the picture right away. You come back when there's either snow or you come back separately when you have more time to take photos. Yes, because they need to go to different view, different angle to show my style. And also, I need the, the, the way there to cooperate. I need to, you know, sometimes have a snow or have a, the fog move in, block the background. Right. So, and just to give people, and we'll post some photos online, and obviously the people who see your see the article in the press, they'll be able to see some of your photographs. But just to describe them for people, I know what captivated me about your booth and all your photography is that most of it was, as you said, it's very minimalist. A lot of the photos that you brought with you to the show were, it looked like there was um, a lot of snow, a lot of white photos with very little bits of color. And most of it kind of had a black and white feel to it, um, as opposed to um, lots of loud colors and it was really striking because these photos while there was not a lot of vibrant colors popping out at you they were really beautiful and kind of drew in the viewer to kind of feel something as they looked at your photos why is it that you think you're attracted to that minimalist as you said it's kind of a part of the chinese culture the minimalist style but what is it when you're surrounded by so much color why do you think you seek out these minimalist scenes 
I'm glad you asked me that question, you know, because you, you already go through my photos, so you know, you know, what I, my style. Kind of life is too complicated. I try to make it simple, make it easy, you know. Make it... <laughs> when I go through nature, and I feel, you know, when I isolate a very minimal subject, they give you more kind of, uh, more feeling, more emotion feeling. And uh, back to there is uh, because of my background, the Chinese philosophy of the life, you know, the principle is less is more, and the empty is full. And this concept to create my image because, uh, and I don't want it to complicate. Uh, and uh, so people can feel more emotion feeling when, when you use a simple subject. Well, and it's interesting too, because you have a very beautiful photo on your on your website and it's kind of like there's a little bit of a curve of the landscape and it's a snow-covered landscape and there's just one single tree with no leaves it's a winter scene and it's off to the far right of the photo it's just kind of the line of the landscape kind of curves up and then down dips down behind this tree and it's a narrow you have the way it's cropped on your website is it's just this narrow rectangular strip and it's very beautiful and it really is, it kind of projects a sense of, of calm. And I, I kind of got that effect, that sense from a lot of the photography that you had at your booth this past weekend is a very calming effect. And is that something that you're looking to, um, when people purchase your photos and put them up in their homes and, you know, wherever they choose to, to display the work, what are you hoping that they get from your photography? I saw that one tiny small subject you still can feel the beauty of the small, tiny subject. Because I try to imply to the real life is, uh, because uh, everybody has their personality. Everybody is, uh, you know, right now it's kind of too complicated. If you isolate one small part of their personality and you will see everybody's very beauty, you know. That's what I want to show. And after that, I use my photo to let people put in their living room office because when people see my photo and when you give you calm, peaceful, and that feeling. So when you make a decision, okay, when you see my photo, maybe give you calm and uh, you may, you can make a right decision for that, you know. That's oh, so maybe... you're, yeah, so your photos aren't just calming. They can help people make wise choices. <laughs> no, that's great. No, I, I, I think there's something to that. I think that... If you surround yourself with things that are beautiful and and maybe get just get you to maybe slow down for a second. Where was this tree that you photographed? Was this taken in Grand Rapids or where were you? Uh, this tree is when I drive it around, you know, around this, uh, during the snowstorm, I drive it around, maybe close uh, to the Caledonia Biden Center that, you know, one small okay. field. So kind of like the southern part of, of Kent County? So when I see this beautiful, you know, landscaping, I, I went there a couple, about over 10 times. Every time I have a different feeling. One time, you know, timing is right, you know, everything is right. I take that shot. I say, you know, that's it. That's my, 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 my shot, you know. Yeah. And so what, what kind of equipment do you use when you take your pictures? What kind of camera are you using? I run, I still use my old Nikon digital how long have you had that camera? Oh, that camera is about 
seven or eight years old. Okay, but that goes to show that you don't need to spend money to buy a new camera every year. If you have a camera that you know how to use, you're all set, it sounds like. Yes, I always, you know, when people go to my booth, you know, I always talk to them, you know. I don't need to very high-end camera to show very sharp, very colorful, very, you know, you know, sharp the, the photo. I want to show is emotion feeling because right now everybody can use their camera, high-end camera to go to field to take the photos. But I don't want to take that kind of, I call the landscaping, you know, postcard photo because too much is the contents. I want to, you know, make my style. I want to try to make it simple. So even I use my old camera still, you know, that's good enough for me because I know what is my subject, how I to use my camera to get the, you know, you know, simple subject to show my style. Do you ever shoot anything with your phone? Yes, I do have the, 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 the you know, the 4G camera phone, you know, the, that, but I didn't use that because uh, that's, uh, I need some kind of, sometimes I need different, uh, you know, aperture, you know, small aperture too, you know. The, the smartphones can't replicate what a digital camera can do. Do you have a favorite lens that you like to use? I still use the Nikon 80 to 200, 2.8, you know, that's the uh, old, old lens because uh, that is good enough for me. And uh, also I use the uh, 24 to 70, 2.8 Nikon lens. Have you ever had any funny experiences when you're out shooting photos and people are wondering what you're doing? Is that, yeah, yeah, I did have a couple of times that issue, you know. And what happens? One time I, I, I tried to, in the, in the bomb, you know, I tried to, you know, shoot that bomb. It's a pu- very, I feel it's very beauty, you know. You go to the, my website and you can see the one horse, uh, you know, standing there in the background is a tree. Actually, that photo is got the 2014 NPR, you know, the National Public Radio Winter Photo Competition in USA got the surprise. Oh, wow. And uh, that photo, when I shot that photo, you know, and uh, one neighborhood, you know, come out, I say, what are you doing here, you know? What, what are you trying to do? And the first time, you know, I didn't know that. Uh, he didn't, you know, directly, you know, come out to say something to me. And actually, he called uh, my company because I drive in, you know, during that time, I drive in my company truck, you know. Oh. And he called uh, the, my company say, hey, I saw the one guy drive uh, your company truck, and uh, I don't know what he's doing over in my, my, my farm, you know. The lady after show talking about is because two weeks ago, that, you know, around in that, you know, the farms have a kind of a homicide, and, uh, and uh, they have a couple of animal horses be killed, you know, by somebody, you know. Oh, okay. So they had some, that was when horses were shot? Yes. Uh, and, oh, uh, they okay. Just, so they so they were really skeptical about what a, you know some person was doing, and you were just yes, you were just trying to shoot pictures of the barn. Yes, but not shoot the animal, you know. Right. But after that, later, I, I you know come to her, you know, to explain to her, so she's fine, you know. What's the the greatest length you've gone to to try to get a shot? Yes, I I do have a couple of times the, the the experience. If you go to my website, one photo is a very tiny small flower you know background is a wall is this the red one it's a brick yes, wall. Uh, 
Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you had that one at your show. Okay. So this is a brick wall and it looks like it's painted white. And below that looks like the foundation of this building. And yeah, then it goes yeah. into bricks. And then there's this very striking. Now, is that, yeah, is that Photoshop or was it that red? That plant. Oh, that's the original because I shot this photo is in town south of Michigan uh, called the Nile, you can Oh, Niles, Michigan? Yes. Okay. And uh, when I see this, uh, you know, very tiny, you know, red bud, the, the, the real, name, real name for this flower called the red bud and against the wall. So I put, lay out my point down at the ground, you know, I lay out, put my camera on the ground to share this photo. So uh, the, a lot of people, you know, walking by and uh, they don't know what I'm doing. I just say, you know, I want to take a photo. And they're just curious, what are you doing? A tiny, just tiny flower, what you want to shoot? I'm sure there were people who walked past your booth. And when you've taken these beautifully composed photos, you're kind of giving the rest of the world the chance to see what you see. You know what I mean? Because like exactly it, right. Yes, and you, I, I, I totally agree with you. You know, you, when you feel the nature, you know, one professor he told me if you put your heart as a place and uh, involve yourself in the nature, you can feel that nature is your friend and realize nature the, the life cycle and beauty. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so beautiful and it, and it's um, so captivating too. You know, the the point is uh, that moment you are involved in the feeling. You know, that is the beauty. When you want to try to find out, you know, the decay, the, the leaves, and you try to get, bring the camera to take that shot, during that moment, you know, you are process the whole that, you know, that is the beauty. You know, I was talking about people, you know, when you feel something, you know, you do something, you know, during that, that the whole the, the, the process, that is the beauty. Why don't we, we give people a little bit of background? Because I know you moved, you, you said, remind me when you moved to the United States. 1989. Okay, so 1989. And how old were you at the time when you moved here? 28. Okay, yeah. so you're 28. And you had been teaching before yeah, you moved yeah. here. You had been, te- what were you teaching again? Science. So you're te- teaching science and you decided to come to the United States to get a master's degree? Yes. What school did you go to? I went to the Kalamazoo Western Michigan. Okay, so Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo? Yes, uh, okay. and I uh, got my master's degree. Okay, what attracted you to Kalamazoo? How did you know I, about it? I have no clue, you know, that, that, because the USA, you know, during that time, about, about three or four schools, you know, invited me to study, to the, the program to study. But my friend of mine, he suggested, you know, Western is, the, you know, have a best program in uh, hydrogeology. So I just listened to his uh, advice, I take his advice, you know. This was a professor who said this? Or uh, actually, it's not professor. It's a kind of uh, open of mind. He's, he came to USA study about 10 years earlier than me. Oh, okay. So it was a friend of yours who just recommended yes. this. Okay. Yes. So he was here and he was able to tell you that this sounded like a good idea. And then, yes. then so um, h- how long did you spend in graduate school at Western? About two years. Two years, okay. And then what did you do after you graduated? You know, after first thought is uh, when I graduated, I back to Taiwan, you know. But during that time, you know, I, I applied a couple jobs, you know. And uh, sent out 30 letters. Uh, and one company interviewed me and... Uh, 
I got a job, one interview, and uh, I got a job right away. So I say maybe I try to stay here to see what is American culture, you know, just stay here. So you've been here a good long time, and does it feel like home now? Uh, still not yet, because uh, only, you know, home my family is still in, in the Taiwan, you know. Do you get to go back often? Yes, or? Uh, once a year, you know, I've been once to Taiwan mm-hmm. to see my parents and uh, my friends and uh, my brothers and sisters. Do you have any family here in the United States? No. Right now, only my wife and daughter here. Okay. And, uh, that's and my family did you, right now. Did you meet your wife here? Uh, actually not. Uh, that's back to Taiwan. I met him. Okay. So did, were you married when you moved to the United States? No. After I got a job, you know, five years, I back to Taiwan, you know. Okay. After that, I met my wife, and uh, later, you know, we got married. Okay, and so she was, she's here. And how old is your, you said you have a daughter? Yes, uh, nine years old. So with your photography, did you start taking pictures in Taiwan? Or did you, is that something you took up when you moved to the United States? You know, actually, my father, he have a couple camera when he was young. And then when did you start? About 24, 25 years old. Okay, so you were still living and, in Taiwan at that time. Yes, I, I shot a couple of the film and used the black and white. And after that, I came to USA, and uh, when I started, I don't have time to take a picture. After I graduated, I got a job, and uh, during that time, I'm still single, so I have a time, you know, to take more photos. What was your motivation at the time? First job I got is in Holland, Michigan. Okay. I, and and they have a beautiful lighthouse and uh, shoreline and uh, so during after work I just bring my camera go to the shoreline to take a couple of photos a couple of years one day I try to frame in my photos the framing Photoshop called the Uptown Gallery in Harlem downtown oh yeah the owner she said why don't I carry your photo. And uh, they want to sell my photo. I said, sure, why not? So the second day, the people just buy my photo. Oh, wow. So that just surprised me, you know, because uh, they want to buy the billet, you know, the lighthouse photo for his uh, sister wedding gift. Oh, very nice. And do you, remember, do you remember how much you were able to make off your first photo? Photos, I saw about... 150. That must have been very gratifying to sell your first photo the day after you put it in the shop. Yes, that's I you know kind of encouraging me, you know. Oh yeah. People like my stuff and uh, and uh, they want to to give her give his sister for the wedding gift because that reminds her, you know. Yeah. That's that's why that encouraged me, you know. Yeah, that's wonderful. And so then, did you keep putting photos in the gallery? Yes. Uh, and are you still and, are you still in that same gallery? And uh, a little bit, yeah, a little stuff is land, you know, Holland, Bill Red, you know, the tulip flower, you know. Mm-hmm. Tulip I time. Just, they have the tulip time festival every yes, year. Yes, uh, exactly right. Uh, so this, I couple my color photos in that gallery. But I have uh, the other gallery in Grand Haven, Sakataka, also carry my, you know, 
that kind of uh, later style, you know, kind okay. of plain white style. The more, the so, more minima, minimal. Yes, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Do you document your family with a lot of photography, or do you mostly take photos of nature? I take mostly it's nature. I'm sorry for my family because <laughs> only, only that, you know, when we go out together, you know, and uh, we, I bring my camera, you know, to the family photos uh, right. of my daughter, right. my wife. Yes. Uh, so that is, uh, you know, the different because uh, they got to use a different lens for that shot. Right, right. So, and uh, so normally when I go with my family, I don't have much time because uh, when you want to take a good photo, you got to, you know, have a uh, spend a couple hours to one one photo right and your fa- yeah and your family doesn't want to stand there for two hours <laughs> exactly right so you know no i know i have two little i have two kids myself but yeah i understand and they want to they're like all right come on mom really fast and then they want to go run off and and play or do something yes i understand so they, um what yeah, is, they don't have a patient to wait you know to, right. wait, to, to enjoy that kind of uh, that's a different story. So now, are you looking forward to snow? Because we had snow in November. We had tons of snow before Thanksgiving, which was crazy. And then right. uh, now we have not had any snow. But are you looking forward to the next big snowstorm? So yeah, you can get sure, out there with because, your camera. Because uh, <laughs> that, that's my style, you know. Right, because, you need the snow. Yeah, and uh, I have a couple times. I I have a couple friends. You know, the look like you see the low well, the fun. You know, the the art center. The director. Right. When I meet her, and uh, she say, you know, right now it's not your season because no snow. You know, <laughs> she know my size. I have neither snow on the ground, fake ground, snow, you know, big snow, stone. That's my style. You know, I got to get out to get a photo. Yeah. So do you find you take more photos in the wintertime than in summer? Yes, uh, exactly right. Uh, I need a uh, wintertime. That's my best season. Yeah, well, that, and so do you dress very, you have to invest in a lot of very warm clothing then if you're going to go out in the, yeah, in the winter. Yeah, definitely. But, yes, you, but uh, you like it. It doesn't bother you? The cold doesn't bother you? No, not really. Because when you enjoy to do that, you know, you, you forget the cold, you know. That's true. Till you, the, after you, sh- you, you finish, you feel cold, man. Got to go, go home. Right. In a couple hours, that's later. But during that time, I don't feel cold. I just feel enjoy, you know, to, I hope I can get a good photo, good view, you know, to show people what I view, you know. So that kind of motivation, you know, just push me to, to just, uh, during the winter time, I know, try to go out to get a good photos uh, to show. Braving the cold is definitely paying off because you have a very lovely collection of photos that and and people will be able to see that your photos uh you're going to be the featured artist i understand in at the forest hills fine art center coming up uh in january correct in you're in january you're the featured artist from the january 8th to 29 okay 2015 now is there is there an opening reception is it january 8th the reception january 15th okay so january 15th uh is the reception Okay. Yeah, the six to seven. Hopefully, you know people you know that enjoy you know go there to to see my photos. And and you're gonna have work for sale, or is everything in the exhibit for sale, or what is yes, that? Sir. Okay, okay. Yeah. So so what um what will you be featuring in that exhibit? What can people expect? I just want to show my style, you know, to lo- let people to view, you know, to see the f- photography have different different uh, style. I want to see my background. And view the American landscaping, 
have my view, you know, to let people to open their eyes to see different cultural stuff who have a different view of the nature. Yeah, and it's it is a very it's going to be a treat for people to see this. Will you have mostly? Will you have a mix of uh, colorful photos, or will it be more of the their minimalist photos? Uh, same thing, you know. If my color photo, if you go to my website, you can see, you know, the color photo maybe is kind of, you know, the palm, you know, the red palm, or and also couple the apple tree, you know, this. Uh, Couple last week at UICA, you know, my first three custom they purchased my photo is apple tree, because the the apple tree is kind of, you know, the apple is, you know, red color, you know, the the gold, you know, but the tree is kind of no leaves, so they still a little bit color, but people like it, so. Still not just only, you know, my black and white, but I still sometimes I shoot a little bit color, you know, because I feel that is the beauty, that is the pretty, you know, good photos. Do you do a lot of Photoshop work on your photos or do you try to do most of the work when you're actually uh, composing the photo right when you're taking the picture? Normally, I, I, my, my style is I have a minimal style. I compose on the, in the field when okay. I feel, you know, I isolate in the field. Right. And uh, Photoshop just only give me more the, the contrast, uh, give me, you know, a little bit contrast. Just That's the only I can do, yes. Uh, I don't need to do too much on the Photoshop, just only give me, you know, more contrast. That's about it. Have you ever taken photo classes? Is this something that you're, have you have you taken, uh, studied with anybody, or are you uh, essentially self-taught? I kind of self-taught myself because uh, my style is I got to, I just feel what I view is beauty. That's my style. I, you know, American style is kind of, uh, maybe I, I looking for the one famous guy called... Uh, Ansel Adams? Yes. Uh, I like his style, his uh, photography. He used a medium-sized uh, camera, but he is very detailed, use uh, old traditional way, use a uh, film, very fine print. Right. But he emphasized a little bit, you know, the technical. And they get a big size, so that is kind of impressed when you show people, you know, big size. Very, very impressed. Do you like to print your photos large? I prefer, you know, print very big size, but point is they cost money. Yeah, that and, is the downside. And then you got to hope that someone buys it, and if they don't, yes, you're, you're stuck with cost, a really big photo. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> but, but still, you know, I try to... Right now, these past two years, I try to show people what, what I view, you know, what is my style. Let people recognize me. Right. So I feel more is, uh, you know, the small size, not the big size. Sometimes people think that the ultimate success is to quit your day job and do photography full time. But is that something that you want to do or do you like the mix of being able to do your geology work and have your photography as something else that you do is oh. kind of two separate things. I miss right now, but I prefer, you know, go to the photography this uh, career. Okay. Yeah. So that is something that you would like to do. Yes. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, it's, have you been um, ramping things up as the time goes on? Are you doing more shows and taking more, selling more photos than in years past? Uh, right now, not yet. Uh, and I uh, have a show in the Fort Hill Final Center. Right. After that, Lola is uh, because one professor in Grand Valley State University, he used uh, my photo to write a couple of articles published in the National Journal. So, so you're, get, kind of, 
So your work is getting noticed. It's getting noticed. Um, it, it sounds like you've had a lot of success in local art shows and then uh, academics are taking note of your work as well. So that's, it yes. has to be very gratifying. Yes, that's, I'm, I feel good you know, right now because, uh, you know, the, the one professor in, at the Grand Valley State University, that communication department, he saw my, you know, photography and photo and he, he feels it's totally different. You know, he sees this is kind of Zen style, you know. Mm -hmm. So based on that, he picked my couple of photos, write an article and publish and uh, next year one paper already been published you know the 2000 you know the 13 and uh, next year 14 one more paper also will be published very soon as uh, education technology and change this journal so I, i'm glad you know maybe academy this field also people pay attention on my photography mm -hmm. Well, I'd say keep doing what you're doing because it's it's beautiful work and I think it's going to be a really great show for people to go check out at the Fine Arts Center and that's going to go from January 8th until the 20, 29th. 29th. Okay, so yeah. they're, they have a good deal of time to go check out that. Can people buy your photos from you on your website? Yes, uh, I welcome people to go to my website to buy the photos, you know, if you like it, you know. Stonepen.com? And that's yes, uh, yes. The stone, just like stone, as in rock, you know, stone, P-E-N-G dot com. And yes. then uh, folks can go on there and just have a look around. What is the common size? Uh, right now, it's, uh, you know, the print size is photo is uh, 12 by 18. Okay. All right. So 12 yes. by 18. And if they want yes, something yes. custom, you can work with them. And yes. what, is the, uh, what is the price point? So people can plan how much are your photos usually? What is the range? Small size, eleven by fourteen, price about sixty dollars, and twelve by eighteen, queen size and flame size, you know the mesh size, fifteen by twenty is about one hundred dollars. That's the other small print that I can offer. Well, I don't know if there's anything that I didn't ask you that you would like to add. Is there anything else that you want me to know about you or your work? I feel good. It's the last uh, UICS uh, up show, and uh, one lady, she show up. She come to my booth. Uh, she said thank you to me because uh, she said, you know, she used to hate the snow, don't like, you know, snowing go outside. When she see my photo during one, sh one time the show, I tell her, you know, you go out, you can maybe see different stuff. After that, he really did. He, she brings uh, her camera and go outside during the snowstorm, and she came to me and said, right now, I like the winter, I, I like the snow, and uh, I appreciate you giving me that kind of advice. It's really nice to see when your work inspires someone. It sounds like you've definitely accomplished that. And, and for those who want to stay warm and not go outside in the snow, they can just buy one of your photos and look at it on the wall, right? Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because some people just don't want to go out in the cold. And that's okay. Yeah. You don't have yeah, to I, because you're going that, out, you're going to go out there for them and take the picture and they can put the lovely photo. You can have the fireplace going, put a photo on the wall. It's all good. So yes, I said, Jennifer, you are good. You can be my agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I could, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I enjoy, uh, no, I enjoy telling people about work that I like because I, I really liked your booth and I love the photos that you produce. So I think it's fantastic. I'm glad we got a chance to meet. Yeah, I appreciate that. Wow. 
I know I'm inspired to get back out there and take some photos. And if we get some snow here soon in West Michigan, Stone will be out there too to get some new shots. Thank you so much, Stone, for the interview. I really appreciate it. And I hope you folks at home enjoyed listening because I think it's always really fun and inspiring to hear about what motivates artists to do what they do. And for you local listeners, don't forget that Stone will be the featured artist at the Forest Hills Fine Arts Center in January. He will be hosting a reception where he will be greeting the public and talking about his photography from 6 to 7 p.m. on January 15th at the Forest Hills Fine Arts Center. Check that out. And it's really fun to get to talk to the artists about their work. So it's always great if you can make it to the reception and get your questions answered and, you know, ask him the story behind the photos because they really are interesting. And we only got time to talk about a couple photos. So I hope you all head out and start taking some photos. And if you do use Instagram and you start documenting the world around you, tag me. Uh, my name on Instagram is at Craft Sanity. And I'd love to see what you're documenting in your world. I want to thank my Patreon sponsors for getting me through the end of 2014. I think this is fabulous that I get to podcast with community support. That's so wonderful. I also want to thank ACS Home and Work com for continuing to sponsor the podcast and we're going to continue to partner into 2015 which is very exciting uh, i know i just printed some tea towels yesterday that i gifted away most of my printing that i've done so far has been practice runs or for gifts so um, i'm finally to a point after practicing my printmaking skills for about two years i'm feeling like i can bring some of these things to market and i will be printing on acs towels and some other products that I get from them, but mostly tea towels. Um, and I'm also going to be doing some yardage and things, but uh, tea towels is gonna, are going to be my main my main thing for a while. And I'm really excited to share some of my designs and some designs that I've collaborated with my children and also uh, my sister. And it's going to be exciting. So look for those soon in the Craft Sanity Etsy shop. If you are interested in becoming a sponsor of the podcast, uh, the podcast is always going to be free. I, I think that's really important that uh, I want to provide a free show because I think it's kind of cool to be able to just download something and be entertained and not have to shell out tons of money for it. If you feel like you want to kind of buy into what I'm doing and you want to contribute a dollar through the uh, per month through the Patreon page that I've set up, by all means, that would be wonderful. I would really appreciate that, but it's not required. Uh, what that does is that kind of gets you some behind the scenes access, like the folks that um, are my sponsors will get kind of the behind the scenes story of what this new theme song is all about and where it came from. There's some other things that like a uh, giveaways that I do. If you're a Patreon sponsor, you're automatically entered. So you don't have to you know, go to the website and enter or do jump through any hoops. You're automatically entered. I really appreciate just like I said, having this community to, of support. It really means a lot. Um, I'm also going to be looking to uh, pick up a couple more sponsors for the podcast uh, businesses. Uh, I'm looking to partner with a couple more businesses. Now, the key thing is here, I don't want to have a million sponsors. And that sounds probably kind of idiotic. Um, clearly, I'm not wired <laughs> to make gobs and gobs of money because that's just never my motivation. But I would like to have the podcast become a little more self-sustainable. Um, my husband and I put a lot of hours into it every week. I will be looking to seek partnerships with businesses that are art and craft related. And uh, it's very important that these are products or services that I'm familiar with and that uh, preferably uh, these will be things that I use myself or a service or, or um, a person um, with a business that I know and can really 
speak honestly and truthfully about the fact that it's it's a good solid business or they provide a great product. Uh, I don't want to just take random ads from people I don't know selling things I don't know about. With ACS, I was a customer of ACS before we entered a, a partnership and I continue to be a customer. I'll be, um, once I burn through the stack of tea towels I have in my basement, I'm going to be ordering more. That is a certainty. And now if you have a new business and you're interested in partnering, by all means, uh, get in touch and tell me about your business. And if I can get educated about it and I feel like, yeah, it makes sense. It's a good partnership. Okay. With that said, I'm going to move on and I'm really I'm glad to be rounding out 2014 with you know this last podcast of the year and I'm excited about some of the interviews that I have coming up in 2015. Uh, now is a good time to get some requests in if you have some folks that you would like to listen, you know hear their story or you have a story to share by all means get in touch. The best way to reach me would be to email jennifer at craftsanity.com. Okay, so I better hurry up and get to the pool before lap swim time is over. So I will be back soon to plan out some more shows and write some articles and look for people to feature. There's a lot of exciting work ahead for 2015, and I can't wait to collaborate with as many of you as possible. In the meantime, Craft Sanity, my friends, it works for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast. To support the show, click the Patreon link at CraftSanity.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at CraftSanity.etsy.com. Same time next week will be Craft